Hello and welcome back to the Road to Rank 1 podcast. I'm your co-host Jack and as always I'm joined by Burjo. Mate, tough week for the two of us. We really struggled in round two. Yeah, we're 800s boys this week. Um, on the back of Kaylin Ponga's HIA and a few other little issues there. Um, yeah, it was a tough, tough, tough week, but it's all good. It's only early, early doors still, so we'll be right. Yeah, I think 9-11 for myself, not... Not enough at all. It was tough with guys like Cheese. You had Jackson Ford. Mm-hmm. Both of us being Kalen Pong owners hurt the two of us. There was a lot of rough scorers this week, and I think I'm happy to put that behind us yeah. to a certain extent and look forward. So today's episode will preview round three and be assessing the popular buyers as well as the underperformers that we well, underperformers we may be looking to sell. As usual, we'll finish off with some strategy chat and head into our pods to watch out for, followed by myself and Burjo's plans for this week. So let's get straight into it. The first game of the week, Thursday night, we got Manly and Parra. Mm-hmm. Biggest news for this one, team list-wise, is Josh Schuster returns back into the 5-8 spot. And especially for us, Kalen Ponger owners, there may be a chance that we look into Schuster this week. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a logjam at 2RF too. So it's um it's quite likely that our way of getting a Schuster will be a Ponger downgrade. And just because of, there's so many good options in the back row that I don't know, the only other option would be maybe Dory down to Schuster once he's made a bit of money. But yeah, no, Schuster, he's got that super coach game where he can bust the line, create, generate attack better than most can. So yeah, he's um he'll be a great uh, cheapie moving forward. But um how we get him is probably the question. But we've kind of been given a gift that we can go straight ponger down to him, make b- bigger moves with that money as well. Well, yeah, I'll be heading into my plans at the end of the episode with what I'm trying to do around Ponga, but Schuster is definitely one that next week I believe I'll be looking at bringing in. But also, with that 2RF duel, there's a handful of players that if they don't perform, we can drop down to Schuster. Yeah, very true. Ruben Garrick, he's one that I am so keen on bringing in. I really want to do it this week, but I physically cannot. Mm. Like, it's with the buys that are going around... In Supercoach right now, I can't get in Garrick, but I would love to bring him in a straight team this week. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think he's a really, really good option. Guy who I really wish I started with. I was on him, I was on him, and then all of a sudden, Hines goes down. I've got money to get to Munster, and I didn't end up going with Garrick, and went with a guy like Tommy Talal over him. So, yeah, one of my biggest regrets not starting with Garrick. So, um, he's if he doesn't come in for me this week, he'll definitely be coming in for me next week. Especially if he scores well this week and have a low BE, he's he's a guy you also want um, with Garrick. Is you want him over Origin, yeah? Because he'll get those games at fullback. He'll play pretty much every game. He never he doesn't ever really get hurt. Like he's he's a really really solid guy to have pretty much all year. So the sooner you can get him in, the sooner uh, the the better it will be for your team. Well, I've just got a feeling about him this week. I feel like it could be a ton. It's going to be one that I look back on and say. I saw that coming, but I just couldn't find a way to get him he in. He scored 199 against Para before in Volandi's ball in 2021. Yeah. It, mm. He could be in for a big one. If you own Garrick, which a lot of the top teams, especially after round one, did. Yep. After 110, we saw a lot of the teams in the top 100 or so either owning Garrick or having captained him against the Dogs. You'd be happy if you are one of them. Yeah. The other one that we all have, Tom Trebojevic, I think he's a really good captain option in this game. Thursday... Captains are always scary. Mm, they carry a bit of risk, yeah. But I think the best two options for this week in Turbo and Hopgood play on the Thursday, and I'm not going to be afraid to captain one yeah. of them. At the very least, you VC one of them. Um, 
I'll talk about it later, but my, my vice captain at the moment is Jermaine Hopgood. But obviously, if I if I could do VCNC on both my fullbacks, I would have uh, vice captain's Tom. So definitely, you want to you want to have an armband on one of one of these guys in this game. There's too many guns to just pass up. Whether it's a Garrick, Tom, Hopgood, even DCE, there's a bit of, bit of um, attention going towards his way. So yeah, definitely you want to have a big look at this game. They're both pretty good super coach scoring teams and they can also both concede. Yeah, that's the thing. They both like points. Yeah. And as much as the Thursday games and night games in general are often less scoring than day games, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see points in this one. I want to touch on um, a mole in this game, running at uh, Cartwright's sort of hole there. Um, mm. I think Cartwright is probably... That's a massive size uh, disparity there. So yeah, he's shown yeah. defensive... Weaknesses. So, has been, we saw Nakora score about 90 on that edge, yeah, yeah, running yeah. off Trindle last week. Mm-hmm. That bides well for Cherry Evans and Hamal in this game. Yeah, if you're looking at a, two hour, a gun 2RF this week, I don't know how many people are in a market for it. Or if you've already got Hamal away. Well, he's got a high break even. It's around yeah. 100, so there's not going to be anyone bringing him in. He's a sneaky little VC if you own him. But yeah, um, this game bodes well for both. Both teams' super coach outlook, I reckon. And as we both touched on... The other big player for Manly on this side, DCE, who's the tenth most brought in this week. How do you how do you see yourself in any world bringing in DCE? Because we've both owned him in the past. Yeah, it's halfback's such a weird position because you know DCE can score really well, but he scored 120 with a hat trick, a try assist, and they absolutely flogged the dogs. Like any given week, one of these halfbacks can do that, <laughs> like a Hughes, like a Cleary, Hines. And it's like... He did a lot to get that yeah, done. The, most, the two guys I trust there are obviously going to be Cleary and Hines. So I'd rather not lock myself into a DCE or a Hughes. Like, I've looked at both of them very thoroughly as a Ponga replacement. But, um, yeah, I just... I don't know if they have that consistency. Well, obviously, Cleary's looked not very consistent so far. Yep. Consistently bad. But, like, in the past, he's, he's averaged 80, 90. Like, I don't think DCE or a Hughes can really do that. Well, I've got two points here. First of all, between DC and Hughes, neither of them goal kick. So, first of all, there's a negative for both of them. But I'd also say with DC, he's playing Origin compared to Jerome Hughes not playing Origin. If you're going to be bringing in one of these guys, they're not really going to be short-term plays Mm. as such. Like, I don't think you'd want to bring DC one not goal kicking and also missing out in the origin period. Well, they'll be scoring too good that you want to trade them. Like, they'll, 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 these guys will score well, so you're not going to want to trade them to Cleary or Hines, and you might miss out on a 150 doing that. And that's it. Second of all, I understand if you're bringing in a DC or Hughes for a Ponga mm. through the Isaiah Katoa duels. Yeah. But if you're going Cleary down to one of these two, I don't understand it. No, no, yeah. Because. That's true. What, you're freeing up, what's clear, around 900k, freeing up around 250, 300k off the top of my head. Um, not that much dollar for when Nico Hines also is returning soon and you are without Hines and Cleary. How are you going to get back to them? Mm, yeah. how, how are you going to get back to them both? And I just don't see why you'd want a Hughes or Cherry Evans in there instead. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on a potential Cleary to Hines move next week when Cleary's back, he's about to play, and he's going to lose money with that high BE. And Nico plays and St. George. And Nico plays St. George. It's a 60K upgrade, and it'd be bold. Who depends um, if play first week back? I'm not sure. 
have a look at that one yeah. while I just talk on that because for me, if Hines had been playing the first few weeks and you were someone who went without Hines, I think that'd be a good move. But for the fact that Nico hasn't been playing and has a calf injury, I think there's a good chance he starts slow. There's a lot of risk and it's 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 sort of sideways. But just looking at Cleary, he goes para at Bankwest, which I don't think he scores very well traditionally in that game, an average of 58 against Parra traditionally. And then he plays Canberra in Canberra. Yeah. Which he, he did have a big score there um, previously. Well, this is the thing, it's clear, and he really could go big any week. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, they're probably not great matchups. No. But I just think if you were looking to go Cleary to Hines next week, I would be much more comfortable doing it having seen Nico Hines play football. Mm. Other than that, trial against the Dogs being the last time, I don't know how comfortable... Well, not comfortable. I don't know how explosive he's going to be able to be with that calf. Don't get me wrong, he's going to be a great footballer still. Yeah. I just don't know if it's going to be enough to warrant moving on from a Cleary. Cleary will be fine. I, 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 I'm very vigilant in just holding him. Just... Don't stress too much. Cleary could drop as much cash as he wants to. He could go down to 600k or whatever, and he could miss time through Origin playing there, and I still wouldn't care. I just want him in my team all year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Literally, like, any given week, he genuinely can go 130, 140, and you just kick yourself if you had Hughes for a 50 or a BCA yeah. for a 40 that week. It's a big swing. Like, with Cleary, Murray was injured at the start of last year. Yeah, we had, we had the yeah. same situation. Two poor games, and then he went bang, bang, and you're like, why I, would anyone have signed I was him? one of the people that jumped on him earlier. I captained him against the Dogs for a 50 when, we, when I went out to the game. And, and then, then it was Brisbane. And, and then it was Brisbane, and he went 150, and no one owned him, and I had him as the skipper. And I skipped him again the next week, and everyone jumped on. It was... It was a really good feeling. It you want to jump on these guns before their big scores. If if you can try to do that, you're going to be ahead. So like so far, like you don't want to be buying them after the one fifty game, and then you're just like kicking yourself because you had Hughes for fifty or DCA for forty. So ultimately, I think we're suggesting stick with Cleary. Yeah, yeah, I think so. There's a few people talking about trading me out, but yeah, no, not for me. On the Paris side of the ball in this game, Dylan Brown is back. Had a Big game oh, against yeah. the Sharks. Three try assists in there. Big score. He's not going to drop as much cash as we hoped he would have after that 20 in round one. That's going to drop out of his three-round average straight away. He looked good. If you had the money to move from a Ponga to a Dill Brown, look, I'd, I don't even consider it myself, but at the same time, I don't hate it because he's probably going to keep scoring well. Yeah, it's not a bad move. It's one I sort of looked at, but it's yeah, no, probably not what I'm going to do just because he's, he's 780k. You just he, he might go 30 again in the next couple of weeks. You don't want him for these Penrith and Roosters matchups. Like yep. they don't they don't bode well for him. Like the Sharkies weaked a lot of points. And that, yeah. that game was itself was really good for Supercoach. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of I, it's changed slightly the way I look at teams' draws. Like a Cronulla para matchup, I'm not looking at as. Well, the conditions suited attacking footy too. It was very, That's true. yeah, it was good for attacking footy. Jermaine Hopgood, oh my God. what a gun. Another ton. I, I'm going to say I don't think he scores another 100 this week, but by all means, he, he could. Yeah. No, Albeit, this is the last week before Mato returns. Mm. So this may be the last week that you captain him confidently. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people will be captaining him? Yeah, I think, I think he'll get a bit of appeal. Maybe. Oh, it will be under ten percent, Captain. Yeah, but he—he, he, I think he's my vice captain at the moment this week, and um, yeah, no, he could easily score a ton again. 
And this might be a week that you might just want to try and lock in a 70. Oh, captains, captains are not good, yeah. The captains are... It's very weird. I've kept the faith personally. I think I will again this week with it, trying to back a big upside player that can put on that monster score. But mm. by all means, this week it looks pretty dry and it could be a week where you're going to take a 70 from your captain again. Yeah. Well, should, I don't think you'll go under, under a 70. But the ceiling's still... We saw it last week. It's 120. Well, those, that offloading ability that we've seen from him and attacking ability, I didn't really know it was there. Mm. Yeah. It's but impressive. I've seen a few people question if he's an 80-minute player because he's, he's been missing a few big tackles. But Well, from a footy perspective, it doesn't benefit Parra at all. No, they are open, out they're open too, yeah. But he's like, played so well. Same with the front rowers in RCG and Paulo coming off. World Cups, like, I don't understand why all these middles are being minutes. asked to play such big minutes. Well, it's because they've got injuries. and But like, they do have middles on the bench. Yeah. Riremu Gregg's there, Mamasia, oh. Jack Murchie's playing middle, Makatawa. Like, they have guys that can play, you know, decent minutes in the yeah. middle, and they're just not really not really utilising the rotation correctly, in my opinion, but it bodes well for Super I think Maddo being back for him is going to be massive in terms of... Harry's outlook as a contender. If they get Maddo back, it's just going to help that middle. Well, where do you think Maddo's going to play? Oh, I don't think he's going to play edge. I think he's going to be on the bench and play middle. It's Because I think Cartwright's been doing enough. Okay. And then he'll, he'll Cartwright will hold it till Lane gets back. But it could, it could go either way. I just think Maddo's converted into a bit of a middle now. So Dory and Cartwright, if you didn't have either of them or either of them, guys, you'd look at bringing in. Or is it just too Tall. hard to bring either in this week? You can maybe bring in Cara. I wouldn't be bringing in Dory. I, I'm going to stick firm. I've, I've got Dory and I'm going to hold him because I think he's going to make a bit of money eventually. But, yeah, um, I would not be bringing him in. But Cara, you can maybe bring in. He scored well. But you've got to... the worry. He might not be starting next yeah. week. But you bring him in with the, yeah, the idea that you just want to make a bit of money off him and then trade him out. But um, it's either... The, the role's too worrying. It's either me. next week or round six for him. He'll be gone, right? Yeah, yeah it's either next least. week or when Lane returns. Yeah. You. So, I mean, I guess the idea could be you, you buy him, make a bit of money, move to Schuster, but it's a lot of trades that you're just sort of planning out. And uh, I, I personally think there's better buyers. If you don't have Preston, you've got to get him. So, um, no, I'm not... If I, if I didn't own either, I probably wouldn't be looking at them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I... Cartwright's not going to find a way into my team. I'm just too worried that sooner rather than later we see him gone. We played much shit last week. Yeah, if if he doesn't start in the back row next week and he, say, plays 15 minutes off the bench on an edge and scores a 10, then you're not going to get any yeah. money. Like, Too many question marks still around there for me to yeah. consider. It could go own. very wrong. I, I don't think it will go that wrong, but it could go very wrong with Cartwright. Moving on to the Knights-Dolphins game. Big headline from the Knights' side. All the injuries and the suspension to Saifedi, but Kalen Ponga, history repeats itself and another head knock for the poor bloke. Where do we go? Yeah, so three years in a row we've been killed by Ponga. And um, I think it sucks most for me because I bought him in this week yeah. after, after Munster goes I, down. I started with him, so I got a decent score, but uh, it teased me as well. I saw what he could do and... It's so disappointing. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll be seeing him anytime soon. Um, it's really, really sad for him and the Knights in general because he looked really good in week one, but um, that was a bad, bad head knock. Yeah, and it, and it looked awful. 
I've dealt with a bit of concussion in my life and it's, it's really bad, especially after you've had a couple back-to-back like that. And, um, yeah, and I really feel for Kalen, thoughts out to him. But um, the decision is where, where do we go from, from here, really, in terms Honestly, of where I've we trade Ponga? For me, and as I said, I'm going to touch on my Ponga plans later, I don't see much around 5'8". No. I don't see anything that appeals to me too much. Half back the same deal. So I don't think it's the worst idea to just wait a week. Yeah, I think that's what we're both doing. If you can put out a good 17 without him, which I can, I'm happy to wait a week, give Schuster a week to see how he looks returning from his injury, and I might just drop him down next week. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it sucks that it happened, but yeah, we gotta, we got to move on and deal with it. Yep. The rest of the Knights side, the forward pack is absolutely shot. Jay Braley is out. Adam Elliott is out. Tyson Frizzell. Holy. And then Jacob Saifidi suspended, I think, for five weeks. Jesus Christ. So this Knights pack in the middle is looking... It's it's looking really weak. There's a lot of names that not many people would have seen out there. On the bench, we've got Dylan Lucas, Ryan Rivette, I think. Mm. Rivette was a utility half. Yeah, no, he's a, he yeah. might spell Crossland at hooker. I heard he's a good goal kicker, um, Rivet. But yeah, I don't know much about him. Backline wise, though, it's pretty much the same, except Tyson Gamble slots into six for them. Yeah, but I think he's serviceable, Gamble. Yeah, no, that they'll probably do a job. It's more the pack issues, like Heathrow starting, Brady Jones starting, Leo Thompson starting. That's a guy. That's a lot of guys who haven't had a lot of reps. Um, yeah, no. Could be worrying for the Knights. Bodes well Against for the Dolphins. The hot Dolphins yeah, bodes well for the Dolphins. Heimel sure. Hunt holds his spot in the wing over Greg Marju and mm. Knights super coach wise, we're not really looking at anyone in this 17 now. I'd like to know what Hunt owners are doing. Whether they're trading him to a hammer, whether they're trading him to maybe Preston via Jules. Are they, do, they, do they hold him? Well, with the loss of Ponga, I don't see Heimel Hunt really scoring many tries. Yeah, no. Like, Tyson Gamble out there, he's a dog, but like. He's not going to be throwing cutouts no. to Heimel Hunt on that left wing. So He scored 16 last week, Heimel What's Hunt. What's the B? It's negative one. <sighs> but I think six... that's, that's a problem for Heimel Hunt owners. I don't. Yeah, I, no. I, I, I never really was Catfish has into him, it I think. at the yeah. start. I guess yeah. if you have him, unless you've got no one else to get to a hammer, who we're about to touch on, then maybe. But why not get onto the hammer? Because he's one of the biggest talking points of this week. That everyone's probably looking to bring in at 330k with a negative 60 BE. Yeah. Is he a must? Oh, I wouldn't call him. Oh. You, you give me your <laughs> point of view on him and then I'll say what I Okay, think. so I'm buying him, right? But I'm still not sold. I'm buying him because it's mitigated risk. Because if I don't buy him and he kills it, I'm going to be so far behind. Mm-hmm. Whereas when he's got that low BE, the worst case scenario is he makes me some money. And I can either downgrade to a, a new cheapie or um, move him up to a gun. So I'm buying him because of the risk. If I don't, I could be I could fall easily behind. I I'm not sold on him as a player, but I I, I kind of like his role at the Dolphins. I want to keep seeing how it goes. I'm happy I waited a week last week. Oh yeah, but yeah, I um I'm buying him, but there's a little bit of caution still there. See, that's interesting because I, I assumed you were going to be, you know, 100% all in on yeah, it. Yeah, no. And I, I, I'm, I'm buying as well, but 
sort of to play devil's advocate a bit. I, I'm not completely sold. I think as he's leading the Dalian, <laughs> he's had two good wins with a new team at fullback. Mm. He scored, what, two tries? No, three tries. Yeah. Had an assist for two seventies. Yeah. What could he be this year's Jake Clifford is the I, question. I wouldn't... I'm not saying this is going to happen because I'm buying him and I believe that, you know... <laughs> He will continue yeah, yeah. to put in work. I, I'm not going to rule out the possibility that he sort of parks the bus a bit. He's comfortable. He's playing well at fullback. No one's going to take his spot now. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that work rate goes down and with the loss of any attacking stats, we could see some low scores from him. And the silver lining is that he's playing the Knights this week. Yeah, he could score really So well. what I'm thinking is there's a chance that the hammer could go 20-20-20. But if he doesn't score well against the Knights this week, he pumps out 30. There's yeah. still enough money to be made. It can't really end up in tragedy. Mm-hmm. If he was playing... Because who do they have after? Is it Brisbane? Brisbane, St George, Cowboys, South, Titans is the next after that. So he can't go too wrong. At worst, you're going to gain enough cash. Like the worst case scenario, he's probably getting 100k... And then you're sort of stuck with around 450k. Yeah. However, if he scores well against the Knights and scores well against the Dragons, you're potentially making 200k and you're at a much better price to move somewhere else with that later on. Well, the main indicator for me that gives me confidence is that his base is way up from last year, right? Like, Oh, for sure. His carry numbers are way up. And that, that's very much the yeah. good sign there. I'm just a touch worried that doesn't stay that way. I think he looks bigger too. I think he's, his tackle-busting ability has improved, mm. which is something like he, he used to just sort of step, whereas now he can, he can sort of go through you. And um, no, I, 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 am, I am buying him, and I do think he's a good player, and I, I think we're going to be okay with buying him. Like, it's not going to backfire that bad. But the percent, like, I'm, it's not 100%. Like, I'm not, I'm not completely sold. I just think if he was to score low against... The Knights this week, chances are the same thing happens against Brisbane and that cash jet is shot. Yeah, I don't know if I'll play him against Brisbane. However, if he scores well against Newcastle and he's also got the game against the Dragons in two weeks' time, who the Dragons are yeah. on fire at the moment, but who knows where they're going to be in two weeks. We see some of the Dragons every year with a strong start. If he was to score well against Newcastle, I think he'd score well against the Saints as well. Yeah. And that cash jet probably would leak out to about 200k if not more yeah and on the same note that the Knights are decimated um, the Dolphins are without Jerry Marshall King which is a big like yeah Cody Nicarima at nine yeah which um, well Nicarima's not the worst sort of hooker but like I don't know if you'd want him playing yeah um, I think well, obviously we saw Hammer score a try off a JMK line break in the Roosters game so I just just sort of factor that in that they have a good, pretty, pretty good combination there, and um, it maybe limits their attack a little bit because I, I didn't like the look of um, Donahue. Is that that's the guy in there? Yeah, that's the yeah, coming okay. off the bench. Um, that's the only that was, that was the guy. Who's the guy who played against the Roosters round one? Um, let me have a look. Roosters off the bench. Yeah, there was. A, they had a hooker come off the bench. I think that would have been Donahue. It was. It was Donahue. Yeah, I, I didn't real. Uh, he made a few errors, but um. I don't know how many minutes they're going to get out of Nicarima, yeah? Well, no, he's not, yeah. not going to play more than 50 <laughs> at hooker. Exactly. I just... Um, hooker's a very key position, and, and you know, we, we look at this game where, like, Dolphins should decimate them. Well, they're, they're, that what's been so good for them is their middles have... Yeah. They've won both games. Mm. They've been better than the Roosters' pack and better than the Raiders' pack, which are two 
two middles that sort of pride themselves on yeah, winning. Yeah, elite packs in our game, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. But in saying that, they are going up against a shot Knights team. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. On to the Roosters-Souths game. Brandon Smith named at nine. My question is, how much hooker will he actually play? Mm. Oh, Jake Turpin's still on the bench. There's only two middles on that bench. So they do have the return of Warrior Hargreaves and Victor Radley. But the only middles on the bench are Terrell May and Fletcher Baker. Yeah. Neither are big minute players. That, yeah. that, that just seems to me like the cheese is going to be playing decent minutes at a, like a lock. Yeah, yeah. Unless if Radley can play more than 60, I'm worried that he doesn't play. I think Cheese starts the game at hooker and plays, oh, in an ideal world, it'd be 30 minutes. Then Turpin comes on. Yeah. Then Turpin, he might even finish the rest of the game at nine and Cheese comes back on and plays middle, uh, which is really worrying. Which obviously, Brandon Smith's a massive talked-about player this week. He's the most traded out. Well, me and you aren't telling him. No, we're not, yeah. So we're, we're sort of both on the side that he's a good player and if he's playing enough at hooker, he's every chance of crashing over mm. for a try. He loves to burrow and get himself in there and if he was to do that in the next couple of weeks, a lot of well, they got the buy next week. But the cash gen can be yeah. spurted eventually. Yeah, he's going to lose money and um, yeah, obviously if he just needs one good score and he'll be fine. But um, the, the thing is, if he loses money... It's not the end of the world because the only option I really like at hooker is... Um, well, there's two options I like at hooker. It's either go down to Sonny Luke or go up to uh, Damien Cook. And Damien Cook's going to lose the same amount of money as the Cheese will, or if not more. So my sort of opinion is I'm happy to take that hit because I have other things to deal with this week. Well, yeah, I understand why everyone wants to sell the Cheese. I understand why everyone's sort of fed up with what production they've got from him the last two weeks. But, yeah, I'm of the same opinion. I don't see enough at the hooker position to warrant me using a trade in this vital week on it. Yeah. If Sonny Luke had have been playing this week and the Panthers weren't on by, I probably would be making that switch now. Yeah. And I'm probably going to make that switch next week. But there's no need to do it now. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to use a boost to save, what, cheese dropping 50K. Yeah. Like, the boost of vital... And I'm not going to use that for 50k. That's not really going to decide yep. my season. And on the flip side of that, what if he doesn't lose 50k and he scores a try and he scores 70? How good would that be? So and no one owns him because <laughs> everyone would have sold him. So. Yeah, and or B, I'm probably going to sell next week. Yeah, so I think yeah. the most likely scenario is that he doesn't score well. We see a similar production, not quite the same because obviously they've been decimated the last couple of weeks. The Roosters. So I don't think it's going to be what the 25 average that we got from him yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get a 40. Yeah. Yeah, just... Yeah, he's a very contentious sort of player. I cannot knock anyone for selling him. We're going to get onto all the other hooker options yeah. soon. But I don't love any of them. No, they're not for me either. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to hold the cheese. <laughs> Maybe move to Sonny Luke. Just because hooker, like... There's just limited upside there. Like, the the high... You've seen it this week with... Uh, well, the last two weeks with Egan and Marnie. We've sort of seen their ceilings as about an 80. Like, yep. it's only Grant and Cook that can exceed that. And we we spoke about this in, uh, just a touch yesterday when we were sort of talking about our own plans. And you sort of said, why not just Damien Cook? And I was like, at the end of the day, my best 17, I don't think I want to have two hookers in there. Yeah, that's fair. There's just... Not enough there, and I can't fault anyone for wanting to go Cook and Grant. 
but I think I'd rather take a fourth reserve from another another piece of my team. And at the end of the day, I'm happy for Sonny Luke to sit there all year. Yeah, exactly. And that's the same, you, nothing the same thing. I'm happy for Cheese to sit there all year. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if Cheese isn't providing, I'll take the 200k downgrade to Sonny Luke and I'll probably let him wield away there for the rest of the year. Yeah, until maybe you get a dual enough when you need to make a, make a trade later on. And But the buyers sort of make that hard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But anyway, James Tedesco, 250s for owners, and I think for myself as a Teddy owner, you don't own Teddy. No. My viewpoint here is I was planning to sell Teddy after these couple of good matchups either way. I was going to be... If he had gone 120-120, I've gone, all right, this is the best player in Supercoach still. I'll hold on to him. But it's given me every reason to sort of move it on. Yeah, us non-Teddy owners got so lucky. Because Teddy, um, he's in both games, I thought he himself looked amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he could have easily scored a ton in, in either, especially against the Warriors. I'm so shocked. That it didn't end up being one fifty two in what? There's three times where he could have scored. Like yeah. not not could have, should have. Should have scored. Nine times out of ten he does score. Yeah, we got very lucky. And um as I said last week, if I owned Teddy last week, I would have captained him. And um oh, the guys who did are very unlucky, I reckon. So um yeah, I I still think you probably sell him just because you have a buy next week. I mean, Parra this week, you, I, bet, I bet you'll score all right this week. Just to, against Souths. Yeah. Oh, it's against Souths, yeah. sorry, yeah. yeah. It's Souths by Parra. Yeah. Souths and Parra can both concede supercoach points. And um, I still think he's trading based on that buy. And then they're not ideal matchups. So um, with Teddy, yeah, for, for, who do you go to, though? I think there's options. Well, this is the thing. Oh, it's not like Booker. There are so many options at centre wing and yeah. fullback that you can go to yeah. but it's a funny situation for myself because when we were sort of talking in the pre-season we spoke about Teddy at length oh, yeah. and I wanted to go drinky instead <laughs> so I dodged a bullet there yeah. but at the same time what I said about Teddy was correct in the fact that he's got two really good games and what if he doesn't go that much bigger than the other players and it wasn't even that he didn't go that much bigger it was he went under a lot of players yeah well we so, scored him yeah what I said there I was right on my drinky love I probably wasn't right on yeah well the drinky love was from now on though it was yeah, we, yeah we, exactly we knew these first two matchups weren't great this was worst case scenario for yeah. the suspension but oh, I feel bad for any drinky owners um, yeah no, it's, imagine you had drinky Ford Cheese and Ponga all in your 17 they'd, Chance. and Chance there'd be people out there that have all, all five of those Egan Butcher he for people that don't own Jacob Preston, as such as yourself, yep. I 100% understand. Yeah. However, and honestly, Egan Butcher has looked slightly out of place in the back row there. Yeah, he's a good middle. However, I don't think I'm personally ready to give up on him myself. No, that's fair. I'm giving him one more week. I understand everyone's time to go Jake Preston, but I just think like he's still in a good spot. He's still got so many weapons around him on that left edge. And he's still been putting out pretty good base numbers. Mm. Like, if he's given you 45 in, like, two pretty poor games, what if he played well? Yeah, exactly. What if he got through a lot of work and he got on the end of some attacking stats? I still, I still have hope for him. If he pumps out another 35-40 this week and just doesn't look good enough, I probably will move on. Yeah. 
what's your viewpoint on eagle um, yourself? I think if you don't own, well, definitely if you don't own either Katoa or Preston, and you have Butcher and no one else you really need to sell, I would go Butcher to one of those two. But I don't think you probably don't need both. In an ideal world, you do. But I don't think it's really worth boosting to go Butcher to Katoa. Well, yeah, that, that's sort of my situation. I yeah. don't think I'm going to do it. I can, I can see the premise of doing it. What if Katoa is 20 points better? I'm scared weekly? of Katoa. I think I'm scared of him. Like, what, what, what if his floor is 50? Yeah. And when he scores a try, he's got the potential to go well over 100, like a David Feeder. Mm. However, I don't know what what if what if using that boost isn't worth it, and Egan Butcher ends up averaging fifty fifty five, and Katoa's around the same. Yeah, no, I, I don't think the value of a boost is a question. Well, obviously, we get five of them, which but you, I'm sure some you, most people have an idea that they want to use them around the buyers, right? And and after the buyers to get all their guns back in, so I mean, unless you have serious issues in your side, like like I do. I think the boosts you can probably hold off on, especially if it's only doing, like, Egan Butcher could still make money. It's sideways enough to hold off it. Yeah, exactly. And who knows, like, let's say you hold Butcher and he, he goes okay, you might be able to do him to Schuster eventually. Like, If it was my second trade, I wouldn't think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's yeah, exactly. be my third. There's other things to do. Like, I'm doing Butcher to Preston, and I think that's... Bit of a no-brainer. Yeah. Which is plotting wrong, you probably need Preston. Yeah. So, um, look, you can hold him. You can sell it. I'm not mad at either. Like, it just depends on your situation. I see the premise to both sides in that yeah. it's, it's team-dependent. But I, I'm not going to rule out Egan Butcher yeah. being a successful player on that edge still. He's a good pod too, 9%. Yeah, exactly. With people selling, his ownership only gets lower and it only gets more juicy if he does go well. Yep. On the south side of the ball, there's not really, I don't think, any buyers as such for them. Mm. Yeah. But there's definitely relevant players everywhere. Isaac Thompson is one that you sort of have the question, a lot of owners would have the question of, can we really wait for him to gain his money? Because there's a lot of guys in centre wing or fullback that you can sort of sell Thompson for that are going to make their money now. Yeah. And yes, Thompson will make his money. But that's so far down the track. And I've heard the idea of selling him now, bringing him in later. I don't know if I'd want to use those trades on that. Yeah, but it's not, it's not actually that bad of an idea. It is a lot of trades, but it sort of makes some sense. If he if he goes like 30 again this week, 80 the next, then like, yeah, okay, maybe. Especially when that South draw starts to open up. But um, yeah, no, I'm selling Isaac Thompson. And I'm selling too. Yeah. Just out of necessity to make the money now. Yeah. We, we, we can make 200k by selling him and so I think that's a trade well spent if we because if you're smart with the rest of your trades you can afford to do stuff like that yeah. to generate cash well think about like this we both want someone like Garrick and to get to Garrick we might be waiting till round 11 for Thompson to be there whereas if we go to Kira's we can and Kira's like you know he'll make his money but he might all not the set hammer. the world on fire all the hammer yeah all the hammer and we can get straight to Garrick Maybe only spend 200k, but it'll be in a few weeks. Yeah. Whereas Thompson, I think we're going to be waiting a while. I think he's 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 an okay player. Like he, he's going to be able to. He's a good finisher. Be able to find his way to the line. He's not looked fast. He's not going to. I don't think he's that explosive like an AJ on the left edge, where he's going to 
make lots of line breaks. I think no, no he's not going to be a guy that makes many line breaks at all. Yeah, uh, Thompson, his tackle bust looks good, but um, his ceiling's probably eighty. I just think he's a fine sell if you need to. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah, don't don't stress about selling him. I don't think you're going to be that down bad after a while. Yeah, I agree. Latrell Mitchell, your your guy, your captain this week. Yep. Um, Teddy owners, I can't fault for going to Latrell. Yeah, no, I it think seemed, it's a good it seems sideways ish, but I can't. From the floor that we've seen from Troll without doing much, I don't hate it, especially well, with the buy. Yeah, if you if you have reasons. Teddy and you don't own Tom, go to Tom. But um, yeah, I don't I don't mind going up up to Latrell. Latrell's one of those good options that are around there. That yeah, you can't fault anyone. There's also yeah, we'll, we'll touch on the other ones later. But I think there's you can there's merit in moving Teddy down to someone cheaper and using money elsewhere. Like the hammer. Yeah. Um, Cam Murray, off a poor game. Don't worry. No. He can bounce back. Anything else to say there? Like... Scored 120 against the Roosters last last year. Yep. So, um, yeah. This could be a breakout game for him where the non-owners are like, ah, we survived that 45 and now we've got the 120 to deal with. So, yeah, I, I think there's every chance um, this is Murray's big game. He stands up in this moment. Hopefully... He can set up Latrell with a few tries for me, and you know they can both score over a hundred. That'd be amazing. Now South will be up for this, I reckon. Yeah. Return of Tatola and Hame Sele. The middle gets strengthened up. Shaq Mitchell and Dave Moali both keep spots on that bench. They look like a very strong side. Yeah, they do. And Jai Arrow, the only one. To no Jai Arrow. What What are your thoughts? What happens when Jai Arrow comes back? Because I know there's a few guys looking at um. Chicken. Uh, we're looking at Chicken, but also Shaq oh, and yeah, Moale. Yeah. And if if Arrow returns, does he go straight onto the edge? Well, I don't think anyone has the answers for this, and I yeah. think you've just got to make your own judgment. Personally, just of what's best for Souths, I think Jairo is not a very good back row. Yeah, I, I think most will agree with you. Cheekham's looked good enough, and I just think Arrow's going to help more in the middle. But at the same time, for sort of team structure... Those middles that they do have around are pretty good. You know, Totola, Burgess, Murray, Sele, Moali, Shaq Mitchell, they'll easily do the job. Yeah. So they don't necessarily need Arrow to play middle. So I don't really know which way it's going to go. Personally, I think at the end of the day, Arrow is a much better middle than he is edge player. Yeah. But looking at the middles that they have there, I wouldn't be surprised if they do just put him back onto that mm. left edge. Well, I think the minutes they can get out of Cheekham is, is very, very good. Because if you look, I think he played 80 both weeks. Yeah, yeah he played 80 both games, yep. which Arrow can't do, Host can't do. None of the edges of that club other than Cheekham can get through 80. So I, I think there's a chance he, he stays on that left edge back row. Arrow comes onto the bench or starting prop, which I think, they, imagine him start That front row looks really good if he starts yeah. prop. And then either Burgess comes onto the bench and Mawale drops out, because I think Mawale's just ahead of Shaq. No, Shaq's just ahead of Mawala at the moment. Well, yeah, it's hard to tell. Like Shaq yeah. wasn't even in the picture in sort of preseason. You wouldn't have thought, but no. just re Shaq. I don't think. Don't buy him. I don't think it's worth going Pele to Shaq because no. what he's played about fifty minutes both weeks, and that's out of necessity. Yeah. Last week and then injury, the previous one. So I just. Sele's back. Worth it. Not worth it. Havili will be back, and uh, Arrow. Also the cheek cam's the interesting one because he may hold that spot. On the yeah, list. it's um. He's very cheap. It's two thirty four k. Yeah, 
B is probably around negative 20, I reckon. But yeah, that's interesting there. On to the Titans-Storm game. The Titans had a down week in general. It, a lot of their attacking weapons looked poor. However, Tino in the middle was great. He pumped out a ton. Yeah. Scored that try off that tap that was probably one of the oddest tries we'll ever see. It was Fafita-like against the Knights yeah. a few years back. Out of nowhere, it was... um. It was your boy Murdoch Masilla who was oh my god just sleeping there. He so was woeful. Tino owners rejoiced there because after what the thirty or forty he pumped out round one, they would have been worried. Yeah, ton. Dave Fafita, he was impressive. What did he end up on seventy low seventies? Sixty nine. Sixty nine, I think. Um, it was impressive because as a non-owner of Fafita, I was this game was the one I was worried about. This yeah, one was the last one with a really good matchup where I'm like Fafita could score two or three here. Yeah. And just watching the game, I didn't really have my own super coach much of this one. I was thinking, hell yeah, like, he's hardly touching it. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. If he gets a 45 here, I'm cheering. He ended up on 69. That's ridiculous. Did you see the last play of the game, by chance? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, my, my, my week was already cooked. It was the last five seconds of the round. I was, <laughs> I was struggling around 900 points. I was like, the five that he gets from the force dropout is not going to kill me. So. Yeah, but it was just... Oh, it was so it was funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, I don't know if he was kicking it to. I, I guess he was kicking for himself, and he gets the force dropout out of it. Uh, it's a good six points. When, when, you, when your week's going like shit, it all counts. And, um, you take all of them. No, I was happy about that. Campiera on the wing, scored a try, got 40. Yeah. Now, look, it's not an issue on our sides. If you have the opportunity, try and let him, you know, ooze out as much cash as you can. Mm. However, for myself, he might be out of my team next week because I'm looking to really start to stack my centre wing and I don't think he's going to make that much dollar. No, well, he goes Melbourne, Cowboys. Bye. Bye. So... If he, he scores forty when he scores when he he gets forty when he scores a try gets five when he doesn't he probably will make cash at some point yeah he'll probably go on a little run of scoring tries however I'm not sure I'm going to be able to wait for it um there's been a change in their backline too so Kelly's um, into the centers. Kelly's into the centers for feeders out Sammy Sammy's on the, on the right wing Jojo feed I don't know if he's been dropped or is injured I haven't really heard anything no read that the fact that he's completely it's completely out of the side I think he might be hurt. So that, I don't remember seeing him pick up an injury in the game, but who knows there. Yeah, but um, my point there is Brian Kelly isn't the worst player to be outside of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can find an offload, a flick pass. He, I mean, he's sometimes a bit of a hog. He, he, he himself is actually a really good super coach option. Not, not at the moment, but he has been in the past. Yeah. So um, it's not, not the worst place to be. Well, Sammy scored two tries in the first game. And look, um, I think... Maybe that some of those tries could go to AKP moving forward. Like Brian Kelly might be able to find him a bit more than Sammy will. Then that's a, that's not an unfair thing to say. It's probably just Brian Kelly's a bit slower himself. That yeah, a couple true. of those tries that Sammy score. If that was Brian Kelly, maybe he's not backing himself to get over. But yeah, who knows? No, it's all it's all sort of much of muchness. But it's just something that could you know Have a tighten slide. a few screws yeah. in that that back line. Tanner Boyd. Owners are a little bit stuck with him. Yep. What do you get? 25. Mm-hmm. Once again, as we sort of mentioned last week, there was a lot of negatives in there. He, from the just he got, gen, general footy sense, he looks bad. He um he got noosed. Um, Jaden Campbell came on for him yeah, during the game. Yeah. I don't think that would have been a plan. It, no. It was it just was, that he was, he yeah. was poor. And this is exactly what I said that would happen with Tanner Boyd. If he doesn't kill it, where do you go? 
It's, it's, it's a good question. It's so far up to a gun. If you if you put your shoes into a Tanner Boyd owner's... You put yourself in Tanner Boyd owner's shoes, sorry. Um, I'm assuming most would have him hooker. What are you doing? Yeah, most would have him hooker. Are you trying to dump to Sonny Luke next week? Do you reckon there'd be a lot out there that have cheese and Boyd? Oh, my God. Poor guys. Um, I would... Because no. what is he, 380k? It's a pretty rough spot. I don't think you can get up to a Marnie like no. some people are trying to do. I think you'd have to try and drop to Sonny Luke. Yeah, yeah, probably. It depends on your second hooker is. If you have Cheese and Grant, I reckon you do it. If you, have a, if you don't have Grant and you have Cheese and Boyd, I reckon you do whatever you can to get one of them up to Harry Grant. I think you need I Harry Grant. I don't know how you could. You take, yeah, you have to move heaven on earth. But let's say you have Butcher, you go Butcher to Preston. But then you're missing out on these centre wing guys. You see the issue, yeah. No, I think you, you have to wait a week. You could probably do Teddy the Hammer. If you did Teddy the Hammer, a Teddy yeah, owner. that makes sense. Yeah. Teddy the Hammer, Boyd de Grant. Yeah, yeah. That, that checks out. That you get enough yeah. cash from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's if you if you're in that position, I'd be considering it because it's a, it's a lucky old escape plan that Teddy's gone so poor and Hammer's gone so well. Yeah, that you can do it because it, it can be a tough situation. That I I knew this was going to happen with Boyd because it's just. Even if he went okay, it's just so hard to get up to a... If you have him at halfback, it's so hard to get, like, get him to Heinz. Well, this is a scenario where sometimes the eye test is just a bit more important. Mm. And this was the worry with Tanner Boyd. He's not that great of a footballer. No. And the numbers looked great. In theory, he should have been averaging like 55, and he still might get up to that later, but you don't have the time to wait. No. With the two matchups he's got against the Cowboys and Better Melbourne... Buy. Then the bite, it's too much. It's so ugly having those. The, the cows will be up to bounce back, I reckon, after put a poor performances in the last in the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, no. Um, it's too, It's going to be two hard matchups. Um, yeah, it's, same with Melbourne. They'll be looking to bounce back. Yeah, I, I'm very worried about um, Boyd. I, I'd be trying to get rid of him. For Melbourne, we see the return of Justin Ollum into the centres. Yeah. Tui Kamakameka goes into the front row and Tarek Sims into the bench. So... Reinforcements, but they also lose Nelson. Yeah. Um, Xavier Coates also returns on the wing. Yeah, the back line looks a lot better. It's not Green Anderson and Young Tonema Payer anymore. So um, I think that's... We well, expect improvements for them. But yeah, we expect them right? to bounce back and win this game. Eli Katawa's the big one from the Storm. We sort of already touched on and gave our thoughts on him. Neither of us are going to be able to get him in. Pretty no, scary. I don't think so. I, I wish I started with him over near Corey, but um, that's all right. Look... He might be one I have to miss. I'm going to keep having a little play around with it. But it's like, do I take him or do I take Kiraz? And the the other issue with me trying to get Katoa in is I have no one to sell. Yeah, it's got to be Ford for you. It would have to be Ford. You don't really want to sell. I don't, want, I don't think you can sell Ford because he's, he's so cheap. You're not getting really any value out of selling him. And he's going to make money. As soon as he's back, he's going to make money. I'd like to know if it's a, if the sort of severity of his head knock, though. Like if he, uh, It's normally only one week. That he'll miss. I'd assume he'd be back next week. Yeah. So, fingers crossed he's back next week. And Still got money to make. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Katawa looks really good, though. If, if you can get him in, do it. But, yeah, I just think I, I can't. The connection with Hughes with him was impressive. Yeah. In a game that they were absolutely walloped, like... He's you, scored 90. You, yeah, you would yeah. think that you wouldn't see them type of connections in a losing side. By big margins, so... Katawa was an obstruction away of scoring 120. Yep. Yeah. 
which then you, we probably all look at it and like, we have to get him. <laughs> There's no debate. Yeah, if you had him on 120, <laughs> yeah. sure, definitely. Yeah. Will Warbrick, a play? Probably. start him? Well, he's, yeah, I, I probably am. Because his base was pretty good last week. He's got 36. Well, yeah, he's got around mid-30s. Yeah. Both weeks. He just needs a try. <laughs> it's bound to happen eventually. Just give, give it a little bit of time. Um, also, Wishart's been named. I don't think he's actually going to play. I think... Um, yeah, Jonah Pezzett on the bench. I think, I think Pezzett comes in, Wishart goes... I don't know why you wouldn't do that. That makes a lot more sense. Wishart's a good utility. He, he really... Him and Meany really stagnated that attack, I think. Because mm. neither... I think Meany works well when Munster creates the space for him. He's not a creator himself. No, it didn't really work. Um... It all sort of had to go through Hughes and Green, which... Uh, it didn't look good. Pezzet out there will, um, I reckon, balance that out a little bit more. He'll create a bit of space for yeah. Meany out the back, and it, that would all go better. And Wishart's a good utility. He can fill a lot of holes. Yeah, Wishart at six, he just... He looks like he ran, took on the line too often. Yeah, no, he did. Well, because he's not a very skilled ball player in terms of when you've got... An overlap or whatever, like he, yeah, he's more of a number nine in definitely an ideal world. Definitely, but they have Grant there. Moving on to the Cowboys Warriors game, Cowboys obviously without Scott Drinkwater and Peter Hiku both suspended for this one. Tom Chester comes in to play fullback. A lot of people were hoping that Val Holmes would sort of move to the back there. Yeah, it's wishful. He, he doesn't. It doesn't hurt him too much. Like. I'm, the only thing I think this is important for, I probably would have captained Val Holmes if he was playing fullback in this one. Yeah. I, w- I would have strongly considered it, but now back in the centres, you, you'd be ballsy to do it. Yeah, um, I don't know a whole lot about Tom Chester. Well, I saw him in the trials. He looked pretty good. Yeah? That first, first trial he played there against the Dolphins. Is he similar to Drinky? Yeah, he's not a big body fullback. Yeah, okay. He's not a big body fullback, so... Doesn't change much for Val, I don't reckon. No. I think it's actually, it almost works all right for him because I reckon they're more likely to go left with no Padahiku on the right now. Yeah, yeah. and especially Shibasaki, as mm. you mentioned, he moves <laughs> into that right centre. I don't think him and yeah. Kyle Felt will get much ball out there. Yeah, no, um, I think it, 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 Val's he's still captain. He doesn't change much at, at centre. We saw the four is so good. He, against the Warriors, they've got a few injury concerns of their own as well. Um Look, I, I'm not going to do it, but I don't. Hurt, I'm not going to knock you for throwing the C on him as a bit of a pod play. Yeah, as you mentioned, the Warriors they lose quite a few in this one, mainly in big roles in Charles Nickel Clockstad and Jackson Ford. So, I'm not sure how to exactly pronounce it, but to a peaky, yeah, moves to fullback. Apparently, he's pretty good. Yeah, I watched him in the trials. I think this would have been Metcalf's spot had he been available. Move into yeah, but obviously he's still out. I think with the hamstring. Yeah, we love Metcalf around here. And yeah. so for Jackson Ford, he's replaced by Mitch Barnett on the edge. Yeah, Monty Fall moves into the starting side, and Sirenin. What are your thoughts on the Curran and Sirenin on the bench for your your? Uh, for, yeah, me as a near Corona. The fact that he got that assist last week and scored eighty, it sort of oh god. It took the issue out of my head. And that just, Ford just, got hurt. Just for enough. And yeah. that Ford got hurt. <laughs> it, it just... That issue's probably going to come up again this week. Yeah. Are you going to play him? Um, yeah. It's sort of like him or Tuikamanu. So, 
Yeah, I, I think I'll just back Nick Corey to get. There's more upside. Sense. More upside there. Yeah. Um, Chance owners don't sell unless you have to. I think he's still got his money to be made when he returns. Yeah. I think you could sell him. You could if you needed to, yeah. but I think if it was down to him or Isaac Thompson, I'd be tempted to sell Thompson. Oh, definitely, definitely sell Thompson over CK. Um, but it's like if you don't have Hammer and you have like no way of getting to him, you can definitely do that. Yeah. Oh, like. It's not the worst idea. Um, I, I wouldn't. I don't own CNK. I think we've actually gotten really lucky as non-owners because he, he could have been a lot yeah. better. Yeah, I he feel could, like he could have. Yeah, been gaining good cash now, scoring good points. Yeah, we got lucky that we don't have to buy him. Um, I know Catfish. I think he did Teddy to CNK last week. Condolences. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, easy enough fix, but it's just sort of a trade that yeah. sucks. Yeah. In oh, no, he did Tom to uh to CNK, but still, it's. I mean, I guess I guess Tom's called zero, but <laughs> not the um not the best play. Wade Egan, one of well the most brought in player this he week. Yes, yeah. Surprisingly, I guess for us looking at it, because yeah, look, I get that he's going to gain his money, but is Wade Egan really good enough of a footballer to? Be confident bringing him in. I think he's actually all right. I um, I'm not. I mean, yeah, he's all right. But looking at him, it's it, he scored 99 with a try and an assist and a contribution. And he made two line breaks last week. There's a, there's a lot of attack in there. And he's not even like locked into 80. No. Well, he, only, no, I he didn't play 80 near the game. He went 66. Oh, 66, 59 minutes in the first two weeks. Like, I'd rather... And I, I understand the very low break-even with the negative 40-odd. Yeah. But if you're doing it for cash gen, why not just wait a week, go to Sonny Luke, and he's probably going to have more in him if he gets a good score in there. Yeah. From 200k, it's a lot easier to get to, from what Sonny Luke's price, up to a 480k hooker than it is to go from 490k up to 690 yeah I think if you're going to go for one of these Marnie or Egan I'd definitely go Marnie over over Egan uh, not not really that interested in him because there's every chance he scores 40 like every chance I'd almost look at him yeah very soon if not this week very soon he will score 40 and like there's no way owners can't expect that like that's that's so likely to happen. If you look at his scores from last year or any game in his career, it's he'll go eighty when he scores a try, or he'll go sub forty. Thirty nine in here, thirty two, thirty nine. Well, when he scored that try last week against the Roosters, I sort of looked at him and mm-hmm. interesting. Egan scored two mm-hmm. weeks in a row. Yeah. And it didn't really occur to me that people would actually be interested in it. Yeah. And I think this is a case of people looking at break-evens and sort of only relying on that. Yeah, my question is to people who are buying Egan, what do you actually expect out of him? Because, yeah, he might make 100, 150k sort of with a good case scenario, but he could just go come out and go 40 and then 40 again and then because that's what he's done in the past. Like, And I think the people who are going to chase Egan also sort of using the injury-prone case. And I've seen Egan go off with a lot of head knocks and injuries yep. in his career as well. He's not a bloke that's been on the park consistently, I don't think, either. So The draw's important as well. They go... It's rough. Cowboys, Dogs, Sharks. Knights is a good matchup. 
Cowboys again. Melbourne, Roosters, Panthers. So you have to get rid of him before that run of games, I think. You can't have him during that run of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. So it's a three- to four-week play this early in the season. I just think it, there's going to be better cash-in opportunities elsewhere. Yeah. And it's probably not for me. What do, what do we see Egan averaging on the whole year? Well, I don't think anyone's considering for the whole year. No, just like just in general, what okay. what do you think his long term average will be? Fifty, fifty to fifty five. So it was forty seven point four last year, and in that year he scored one, two, three, four, four tries, three assists. So right now he's already got. He got two tries. He's got two tries and an assist in two I games. I don't, I don't think he's going to score what three more this year to go any higher than that. No, probably not. It seems unlikely. It's a long season, but yeah, it seems unlikely. Um, I think, yeah, he'll be lucky to get the 50 for the whole year. I know no, no one's probably considering it for the whole year, but the, the low scores are coming. I'm not... I've not considered him. He's never been on my side this week. Like, some people are doing it. I just wonder, were the same people that bringing Egan in, were they bringing Psycho in, mm. like, last week? Were, were yeah. these the same people? Yeah, because I just think there's going to be such better footballers out there that are going to gain cash than these two that will you know grab a hundred k a bit more. But I just think there's going to be better out there. I'm not really keen on using two trades. Yeah, and in, in owning Egan, can you even confidently play him? Well, I mean, you, have, you have to. If I you know you have five hundred k. You have but, to. Like he, I feel like he might just score thirty five. And this is what I was saying before. I don't want to be playing my second hooker. He's not even an eighty minute hooker. <laughs> anyway. People like to see little break-evens. He, I bet he'll, he might come out and score all right, but like... Could be another Reese Robson. Oh, I, I am harsh on Reese Robson. He's you, a much better footballer than Wade him. Egan, but <laughs> it's just it, it's going to be the same annoying situation where you just don't have him, so... Yeah. Moving on to Broncos Saints. Two yeah. teams that are hot at the moment, and there's a lot of Broncos love around for good reason. Reese Walsh, Ezra Mann, Herbie Farnworth, all scoring well. All looking great. You you can't bash anyone for having a look at any of them. I like the Herbie Herbie move over even Kiraz. I've seen that floated around. Yeah, well, obviously, like cash gen wise, they're not gonna do that for you as some of these other options will, especially at fullback and centre wing. But Herbie's so good in terms of points production and cash gen down the line. These guys could score really well, and any one of them could end up around seven hundred k. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Well, Ezra Man, I know someone who started with him. Can you believe that? Um, I was talking. I, to I couldn't understand that, but but yeah, no, what a play! Yeah, done well. And he's got himself to rank seventy six overall by eyes up play on Ezra Man. Like, and now th- these are the those first two games were the ones that you would have seen been afraid of, been afraid of, and then you get into the good run. But he survived those first two games. They've done well. So, um, well, man, man lacks ceiling. He's he never does. really going to go over 100. And you look back on his scores from last year, it's the same situation. He, he gets he, lots he, of attacking he, stats, but still goes under 100. But, but if, if you got, especially at 5'8", sort of where there's not much right now with Munster injured, Birdo struggling, mm. it's not a bad option. And um, Reynolds makes anything out the back elite. Just the way he squares up the line. Well, that's the thing. They, that's they, the, the way they played their footy was so fluid. Yeah. It, 
it was really good to watch, and I think any attacking option in this team is probably viable. Yeah. How, how much is Jesse Arthur's worth? I would have no idea. I haven't thought of that. <laughs> have a look. But he's locked into a um, yeah, right? spot on the... It's not a bad... On the left wing for a oh, while. Oh, he's 400k. <laughs> I thought, I thought are, if he was cheaper, that he'd I be all right. I thought he'd be at least 350-odd, but... But um, Oates, broken jaw. Out for yeah, a while. it sucks. Yeah, so... Um, uh, Oates would have been a good option as well in there. Yeah. Um, Cobbo. People selling Cobbo, don't sell Yeah, but, oh, that's why I look yeah. at I think it was like around 11th, 12th most sold. Don't sell Cobbo. I understand he's going to drop cash, but if you started with him, then this is, this is what you want to be earning him for. Oh, yeah, he can... He's a good player. <laughs> like, I probably wouldn't buy him just for the fact that he's going to drop some cash. Like, I think no. guys like Herbie or... I can buy him in a couple of weeks, them. though. I'd take them ahead of him right now. But, yeah, I would not sell Cobbo. Haas and Carrigan, still monsters, still getting through work. I think this is what you're going to have to come to expect. Yeah. We oh. saw a down year last year for Haas and a breakout for Carrigan. And I wouldn't say that they're going to plateau here, like, if there is attacking stats for a Haas or even, you know assist every now and then for Carrigan or something they could go for a big game but we're going to have to come to expect this from those two who would you buy front row out of Haas and Tohu if you're going to sort of toss that up Haas is 20k more yeah they're very and similar Plays Origin Plays Origin Plays Origin's the big one for me but in the same Tohu's duel Tohu I was considering it but I sort of I looked at it and I thought like a guy like Carrigan, he's young. He's he's on the up. Tohu's old. He's had the ACL a couple of years ago, which obviously it's his second year off that as to why we're seeing that production come back to um, past performance yeah. levels for him. But there's no higher level he will go to from here. He's going to lose 15 minutes, lose about 10 in basic so, power. Right? Yeah. Well, with Tavana coming back, you have to assume. Yeah. And I just I think he's going to come back to around that sixty five average, which is still great. But I think Haas will give you the same. So look, whichever way you go, I'd probably lean to Tohu just because he doesn't play Origin. You're going to get him every week. Yeah. But in a nutshell, I don't think Tohu's that far ahead of Haas. I th- week to week, I'd rather Haas. I think I'd actually go Haas. I think it's yeah, it's, it's close. But like if you're saying this week, well, not this week, because the no, week's just not back to the Warriors. In general. But, Week to week, I'd take Haas, but it's just the origin. I think I'd also go Haas because I can get Tohu later in the back row, if need be. Mm. Yeah. So I'm not in the market for a front row at the moment. But uh, if I was, I think I'd maybe go Haas ahead. He looks really good. He's playing the first 40, and he's that guy. I said it earlier in the preseason that he'll play the first 40. You'll look there, but he's on 55 or 50. And you're like, he is a monster. How do I get him in? And the the minutes aren't going anywhere. Like he's getting back to his best. Yeah. And the 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 game that he scores a try, that's a big score. Yeah. No, I really like Paynas. He's not in my team. He probably won't be for a while. But yeah, no, he's a he's a serious gun. After Origin, I'll probably look at yeah. him in that second front row slot. I think. Moving on to the Dragons now. There's no one that we have to desperately bring in this week, obviously, because they've still got another week until those price rises occur. First off, Murdoch Masilla, disappointing for yourself. Mm. About a 0.5 ppm, like... Disgusting. Yeah, not nice. <laughs> yeah, with a wine break too. And at front row of four, it doesn't hurt you. No. Like, you're not going to worry about it, but... I've got him at... There was higher upside that he didn't reach. Yeah. 
Hopefully the minutes the minutes looked good. It's the same thing with like Stefano, where the score was bad, but the minutes were all right. So it's like right, I don't know if Murdoch Masilla has a higher work rate in him. No, no, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. Like he, he cramped up around the 55th minute. I thought this bloke, like, and I questioned this. Like, yeah, he's a good little impact player on the edge, but just at his size, I don't know how he's going to consistently going to be able to play those minutes while being yeah. productive. The worry is when is if Bird ends up on the edge. I reckon. Well, either way, now I think everyone's sort of crossed out Murdoch Masilla. No, you can't be buying him. But so, I'm more talking about us yeah, owners, owners who are yeah. who are stuck with him. Yeah, is uh, we just got to hope for the best. So yeah, as Jack DeBellin, as you touch on, yeah. he'll be coming back very soon. And Bird at 13, he's interesting, but it's probably most likely that he could move out to an edge. What did Bird score? I don't know. I didn't look at it, but. It should have been pretty good because he was breaking tackles for fun. He just looked like a really Scored super coach-friendly game. 70? 70, but it, the minutes weren't amazing, I don't think. Yeah, it was 70 and 47. Yeah, it, it, like he was productive in there. I don't know how many tackle breaks he would have had, but it would have been at least, I'd say, five. Yeah. He had three three tackle breaks, an offload, 12 in hit-ups, 32 tackles. Really good work rate. If he, if he wants to stay at 13, he's interesting. He's, there's attack, there's attacking upside in him too. Um, yeah, no, I'm burned. I've got him in draft. The duel, you can get him at set a wing. Well, yeah, that's what's Playing interesting block, about That's right? what's interesting about it. What, um, when I look at their buy sort of coverage... Well, the other two that were interesting for the Saints, Lomax, as we know, he's a straight-up gun. Another 82 from him. He had one try assist. He's going to score well, and I can't blame anyone for looking to Lomax if they're looking for a bit of a pod at center wing. Tyrell Sloan was also great at 298k. Scored two tries? Um, Sloan? Or was it just the one? Uh, I've look. Oh, he, had, he had two attacking stats in there. Yeah, I, sure. there might have been an assist, I think. Maybe one try, one assist. But he was very good. He was scored 70-something, I reckon. 78 with a try and an assist. He was great. So that's a watch there. If you have a spot in your centre wing, he could be a guy that you'd be looking at next week. Because like the hammer, he's... He's looked a lot better, and he, they were two guys that we didn't like in the preseason. They both look good. I don't know how I'm going to get him, but yeah, I definitely want Sloan, especially if he comes in and does well this week against the Broncos. Um, so with the Dragons, because Bird's someone I'm actually, now that you've brought it up, I'm looking at as this sort of centering guy for the buys. It's interesting. So they play the next 13 games without a buy. Their wow. next buy isn't well, until round... Well, yeah, that's round, the round one buy. That's not in, one yeah, the way. It's not until round 16... Bird's price isn't going to get anywhere. Isn't going to go anywhere. But like, he's just someone just put in the back pocket. Just sort of like, he could be a very good option to carry through in round thirteen. Very interesting. Yeah, he's no, an sure. intriguing option. Like you wouldn't be going near it now, but it's intriguing. No, what are these dragons guys are? Same with Lomax, who great super coach option. He always is. Yeah, he'll what good. Did, um, he what did good. Moses Suli score? Because he's another guy who. As a great super coach game. Well, um, Ravel. So he scored sixty-one. One. He probably had an assist, I assume. Yep, sixty-one with an assist. Jeez, especially if the Saints end up looking all right, which it seems like they they could. They had a big, big, big gutsy win at home round one, around uh, two. Sorry, yeah. Um, just keep these guys sort of on your radar because they aren't going to be buy issues. Moving on to the Dogs Tigers. Thank the Lord, there are some Bulldog super coach friendly options. Woo! How good is that? First big one, Jacob Kiraz. Yeah. We're both buying. Yeah, I am. Oh, at the I, moment I am. Well, I, I love it from Kiraz because 
that right edge, first of all, we're so much more active down there. Avriel looked good. Flanagan looked good. Avriel is a good centre. Yeah, he is. Um, he scored 90 himself as well. <laughs> he scored, did you see the try he scored out of Tommy Hart? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Soft ass. Um, but Kiraz, the tackle break and offloading ability, it, it sets him apart from, I think, just about every other centre wing in the comp, the way that he offloads. There, oh, yeah. There's a real case that... If he continues this work rate, which I think is very viable that he could, I think he could be a top five averaging centre wing quite easily coming yeah. into the year. Well, I'm not going to go that far just yet, but yeah. No, if he was to continue the work rate that he's showing right now, and he has 20 carries a game, continues to the offload. The offload is the key, I reckon. My offloads are so good for super coach. He, all he needs is three to four offloads and he'll get that 50 base. Yep. And obviously, the, the, you can't say they're going to happen every week, but... Well, the tries is what's definitely not going to happen every week. Yeah, but this week, I think they are. <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> this, this week, and that's the big... If he backs, up, he backs up that massive ton with another good score, the cash gen is going to be incredible. Yeah. You can't really go wrong, I don't think, with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all over him. You go Tigers. Um, Dom Young just scored a double on that wing. Yeah, on the right wing, yeah. Yeah, Very and... True. Jackson, he goes to the Warriors next. Jackson Pollard has scored a double on the right wing against them. So, um, Flanagan playing for a spot. He's going to be continuing to command ball. Flanagan's been um, really good. With Carlo Lopu sort of lurking. He's, he's, he's named on the um, extended bench this yeah, week. Yeah, he's lurking and he's putting pressure on Flano and Flano's improving yeah. for now, it. Keep an eye on Carl because, I mean, if Flano gets hurt even, very, very tasty option. Oh, yeah. There's a cheapie, maybe. We've, imagine we get him. It's very early, though. But Sam Walker came in as an 18-year-old. I wouldn't... Well, if, if we... Origin as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, he might get a run. There, there's options, though. There's New Brown, there's Reynolds. Josh Reynolds around. Reynolds is hurt at the moment. Yeah, so that's all the watch there. Matty Burton, in such a big win to score 30-odd owners, you'd probably have to sell him. Yeah, oh... I don't know. Actually, I don't know where you no, go to I, now in 5-8. I don't think I would because you've gotten through the two harder matchups. Now you have... But there's harder ones coming up. There is harder ones coming. But I think you're holding for this week. If you've still got him. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Especially the fact that Dewey didn't set the world on fire last week. You'd, you'd be disappointed though. Especially in... Oh, what, yeah. What, no. what oh, you're not happy as a Burton owner. But I think if you, if you didn't sell last week... Oh, I'd. I'd hold him and play him with confidence against the Tigers. Um, I even saw... God, you know how it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if we go left all day here as well and True. Burton and Fox have a field day. There's a rumour that uh, Dewey's out, and someone said to me that if Dewey's out on Sunday and I've got the boost or a trade left, they'd consider Dewey to Burton for this matchup. Oh, me and you both have Ponger on the bench as well, so we'd definitely... Oh, yeah. Can, we'd oh, yeah, we're <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd do that. No, I'd, I probably would Depends in the mood that I'm in. If you're feeling really frisky and you did that, and imagine imagine you brought him in and, like, skip it in, and he goes well against the Tigers. I'm not, I'm not saying... Like, uh, I've just given it 10 seconds of thought. <laughs> that idea, I've already... You physically can't do it, but, like... It just... Watch him go 120 and we're sitting here next week, and I'm like, yeah, okay... I called this. I, I don't own Burton, obviously, and I, I was completely cold on him all preseason. Never owned him. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I think this game, he might actually go all right. I think these next two points, we've only got to 
say one thing for each, and I think it's buy Preston, start Alamotti. If you own Alamotti, yeah. you start him. If you don't have Jake Preston, you buy him. Yeah, Alamotti went really well last week. Um, yeah, there's not. I don't. I don't think I need to sing Jake Preston's praises because he's he's such a unique footballer. Because I think I don't really have a player comp for him either. No, he's very. He's he's so unique. I think. I guess you could look at like a, a like a Luke Garner, where it's like a try scoring, rangy back row, but I think he's more skilled. The, yeah, and the work rate, it's it's yep. double Garner's, the toughness, the grit. Like he he's such a well rounded back rower, and anyone that has any argument not to bring Jake Preston in because this forward's coming back soon, RFM could go back to the edge. They're not edges; the guys coming back. Pes- Preston is locked into that edge the rest of the year. He's going to lock that down. He's an absolute gun by yep. him. Yeah, I have nothing more. He's straight into my team. I'm reserving him. Have to play him, same with Alamotti. And um, yeah, I love Preston. Like he, he, he with the Garner comparison, I think he's a way more skilled player. He's looked. He's he, he just sort of got the ball. Uh, he was passing it a lot more than a normal back rower will. I think he's going to generate a lot of attack. We, no, uh, it's not. I I know he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. He could have scored two on the weekend, and I think when we saw him in the trial playing left edge for kick out, yeah. I, I was the, he played both trials. That's why you started with edge. him. You started That's with why him. I started with him. I think a lot of people did start with him after I saw, like in the trials, you're sort of watching because it's our own side. We're watching to see you know who could potentially, especially in the first one, play down the line. Mm. And I watched the kid, and I was he is he was so different. As soon as you saw him, I was like, he will be starting on the edge for us very, very soon. And that's why when it was sort of like him or a Bryce Cartwright, I was like, this kid's going to make us so much cash, he's going to get in. Yeah, he's also only the fifth most bought player. That's crazy. That is crazy. I think he... So what is that? I'm just going to look at what that takes him to ownership-wise. Well, I think he probably would have been around like 15, 20, my guess would be. A lot of people would have started with him. Yeah, but it just because what they saw from him. So that that's an eight point two percent change. The eleven eleven and a half thousand people buying him, yeah. and it's taken up to twenty five percent. Do you reckon he should be? He'll be forty by the end of lockout, and that's still under owned. I, I don't think I don't think he'll get that high. He might get to thirty by the end of lockout. 35. And even if, and that's still under owned, in my opinion, way under owned. Yeah, buy Preston. Yeah. Don't think about it twice. The other one here for the dogs is Reed Marnie. We've sort of already touched on it. I don't hate it if you can't get to a cook or don't want to go down to a Sonny Luke. I don't hate better it. Better than Egan. He's better than Egan. Yeah, but if it's him or Egan, take Marnie. Yeah. Tiger side of the ball. Tommy Talao is out for this one. Dane Laurie is also out. Talao owners, you've probably got to sell. Yeah, I'm selling him to Hammer. Yeah. Don't. There's probably not much upside in keeping him and waiting there. Adam Dewey was a popular C option last week. Remained solid, scoring 50. It didn't look like he should have scored 50. So he scored 50, yeah. As a captain myself, I was all right with that, considering how awful that game was and how awful Dewey He's a looked. unicorn, isn't he, yep. in terms of super coach? Bloody and hell. that's sort of why I captained him at the end of the day, because I didn't know who to go last week either, and I was like, he'll give me a good four. Yeah. No, Maybe out this week. We pray that he won't be. I assume he won't as well. I don't think he will be. Um, Stefano Utoakamanu, try that really was not a try. <laughs> for, for such a dull week for I us. I was so having, happy about this. Having to play him, um, it helped. Yeah, he. Um, you can still get away with playing him. Stefano just needs a game that's not so chaotic and 
The Tigers have played two crazy, weird games to start the year. Mm. And he just needs a game where it's an arm wrestle. He's not had that at all. Um, he probably won't have it against the Dogs either, but he's, the minutes have been good. And, and he's still going to gain his cash. In the past, he's shown that when the minutes are good, he can score well. He can, he can go toe-to-toe with some of your gun premier front rowers. Mm. He, he d- didn't look that great in general on the weekend. But um, we know he's got the talent. Yeah, it is there. Look at tackle bust wise. He he had three tackle busts. He made more hit ups than last week. The base very much improved on last week. But yeah, he um, he's he's fine. I I'm, I'm I've got him. I'm just going to continue to hold him through um, until I can get up to someone better. He's fine as an FRF FRF two. He's not good there, but I think he's fine for the yep. time for moving forward. Onto the Raiders Sharks game, similar story for Joey Tarpanade. Gave a sixty four, mm. I believe. It's not it's not everything we want, but once again, it's alright. Yeah. Yeah. Tarpanade's a weird one. His minutes have been just strange, I think. He came on, then came off, then came back on. Yeah. I need for his second and third stint there. Um He'll be he'll be fine. Yep. He'll get his seventies and eighties moving forward. Just um, give it a little bit of time. Don't don't sell him to Tohu or don't sell him to Haas. Just what the, the fifteen points that you're getting now, like that's the best case scenario you get out of that. Mm. Um, that's massively sideways. Just continue to hold if yep. you've got him. Just wait with him. I, if people sell and I get him as a pod, then that's brilliant. But yeah, no, don't. I wouldn't. Josh Papali still out and it is rumored to be out for a couple more weeks as well for around four till five. Anyone who started with Pasami Solo yeah. for some reason, which we thought was crazy, it may be justified. They may get a couple price rises out of him. 17% owned. So there's quite a fair few with him. He's come out really well. Like, surprising. <laughs> like, good on you if you did it, because you're going to gain some decent cash out of him if he gets a couple more 40s out. Um, yeah, better than Pele. Better than, probably better than Mawale. Um, yeah, yeah, both of them, for sure, like. Going to get a couple of good He's dual as well. Better than Murdoch Basila. Yeah. Happy days there if you had a start with Solo. Yep. Otherwise, not much doing for the Raiders around that. On the shark side of the ball, Nico Hines, it seems like he'll be back next week. Yeah. Agreed? That's what he said. That's what he said, and I think that's all you can really take. Are you going to bring him in first week back? Are you planning to? Um... I'll get on to that when we talk about trades yep. soon because okay. there I have I have a lot. Uh, yep. A lot around that that goes into that decision. But I think that just means if you were considering Braden Trindle, you can't go there. No, no, not a chance. Um, if you've already got Trindle, I've seen a strategy and it's it's an old sort of fantasy basketball thing called the handcuff where people who've got Trindle and Query at halfback right now are gonna go to Hines next week. Go Query to Hines next week. Yeah. And handcuff Trindle. Obviously, you're losing Cleary, but you've got Trindle and Hines at halfback, and you can potentially have that for the whole year. Yeah, and the thought process behind that is sort of if you're not going to gain anything else from that roster spot to take sort of a player that you are There's worried could get injured, and that is a very it's a premium option. Mm. So for Nico Hines, especially if this calf injury lingers, it's not a bad idea. If you already had Trindle, so 
just keep that's it. just people who already had Trindle. Don't buy Trindle and yeah. do that. That's the, there's ten percent who are on him right now. Um, Six thousand are buying him this week, and that's usually like a draft type strategy. Like you yeah, draft yeah. a player late to sort of handcuff injury. Guy. But if there's nothing doing a half back, which there really isn't around Cleary and Hines, Sam Walker's playing well. But other than that, it's not the worst. I don't, I don't hate it, especially when Cleary's not setting the world on fire. You can um. You can definitely go clear to Hines next week because clear obviously the price isn't going to move. Hines is back next week and you've got Trindle. You go clear to Hines and then you've just got Trindle and Hines there for however long you want and you're going to have a halfback no matter what. Yep. The only issue is obviously halfbacks are pretty good scoring position. And the buyers. Yeah. Yeah, but, oh yeah. Yeah. Round, that, that... Um, round six, Sharks buy, you've got no one. Yeah, if, if you've got Trindle at halfback... It probably is going to turn into an issue soon, anyway. So no, yeah, you're going to be forced to make a decision soon enough. That's why you cannot buy Trindle. No, definitely don't bring him in. Definitely don't. Unless somehow we get news that Hines is out till round seven, round eight, or unless he gets the five eight spot. Ooh. no, I don't think that's going to happen. Because I think Hines and Trindle are both halfbacks. Yeah, I don't think you can play them together. He's a great footy player. Same reason so you can't have Hines. He really should be in an NRL 17. Yeah, he is. And if, if your team don't have, doesn't have a halfback, I'd be... Um, if I was an NRL club and don't have a halfback, look at Trendle. He's way too good to be playing Rezzy. Well, I think he's there. I was listening, listening to the guru talking about it, and I think they said he's signed up until 24. Okay. And Moylan also is. Mm. So it's interesting what they're going to do next year, both with a couple of years left on the deal. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. It's not super coach, but it's definitely interesting. Um, that will do us for the games. We'll get into some quick strategy chat. We've probably touched on most of it already. Is Cleary a smart sell? I think my decision is no, but on the off chance you've got that sort of Trindle Cleary combination, sell Cleary next week to Heinz. But yeah, no, I'm not selling to clear. I'm not selling clear to anyone, unless it's. I mean, I could see merit in the Hughes if you've already got Preston Hammer. If already, you've got nothing to do, and you can go Kiraz, and you if you can go Isaac Thompson to Kiraz, clear to Hughes. It's not bad. It's not a bad option. Is the consensus boost this week necessary? Uh, it's not necessary for everyone. If you don't have. Hammer, if you don't have um, Preston, and well, obviously we all want Kiraz, then there's three guys you, you want to get, and you need to use three trades for that. So the boost the boost makes sense, yep. and that's the case that I'm in. But if you've already got Preston like you, or if you've already got Hammer, no need. Well, I'm not boosting this week, and I'm planning to boost next week. Yeah. Next week's the week that I'm planning to make That boost. makes sense. Do you think that we're being caught out chasing points already? Um, Do you think guys like... Kiraz or the Asako Tan. Do you think there's any any chance we're just being a little optimistic seeing these okay. good scores? Because a lot of players, a lot of guns haven't scored well. That's a really good question because I have really strong beliefs on not chasing points. And the idea is behind that is that you want to buy the gun before they go off. Yep. You don't want to be the guy who are twiddling your thumbs and end up buying him after the 150, especially when they're already sort of highly owned. This is where I don't think that's the case of Kiraz. Yeah, I agree. Not Kiraz. Because he's got good match, two good matchups coming up. 
and the break even's really low. Because that makes a difference, right? You're not just chasing last week's points. You're chasing cash. Yep. You're going to get cash. You're chasing this week's points too because you want you want to you want to see him go well against the Tigers. Mm-hmm. He might not go one fifty again. He probably won't. It's very likely he won't. But you're going to get make money. You should get a good score in the next two weeks. Worst case scenario, it's a three week play and we all get Garrick. So, um, I think it's a great option to just just. Even though even though it feels like chasing last eight point, he scored one fifty. Get Kiro's in. On the other note, a guy like Asako or Wade Egan, who Asako last week obviously that was chasing points. Mm-hmm. We've seen that eventuate. Yep. Egan to me feels like chasing points. I know that you can make the same argument that he's going to make cash, but doesn't seem as likely for me that it gets to six hundred k. Yep. So um, there's obviously a balance to these things. But yeah, I um, I with if you see someone score a hundred, but they scored thirty the week before, I don't see the reason you can buy them after the hundred. And at the end of the day, there's not a correct answer to this, but I think no. you've just got to be informed yeah. in your decision. Is it likely that this player can repeat that level of performance? And back your gut, because your gut will be the one that tells you who you know. I was talking about getting on the gun before they score big. Mm. That'll be a gut feel. If you think, Yeah, no, the crowd is never going yeah. to pick a player that scored two thirties. The consensus is never going to be let's hop on that guy. And that's like a Selwyn Cobbo being sold. He's come off just about to say it. a teen score against the Broncos. Yeah. Twenty thirty, whatever it was this week. People are selling. There's every chance he could score six, seven tries in the next couple yeah. of weeks. Everyone so. sold Cobbo. Um, I'd be so happy if we can get him for like how much money do you reckon he might drop let's have a look at this um, well it depends how much he scores in the because he's really weeks. on my radar okay let's say best, he scores like 70 this week right so he's got a 123 break even right now yep 22 is going to stay in his rolling average he'll be sub 500k a couple of weeks you'd think two to three weeks you'd think especially if he doesn't score tries in the next couple he's well on my radar for that draw He's well on that radar. But yeah, I think the point being that the players that are brought in every week, the top 10 most bought, they're always going to be guys that are coming off points. Yeah. And we've already seen their potential to gain cash. Yeah. And, and early, early days, go with the pack, but you don't have to. You want to get ahead of the pack. But 90% of the time, these guys that are gaining money, the week before, you wouldn't have seen that happening. Yeah. After Wade Egan scored a try in the first week, no one's thinking, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm going to bring in a Wade Egan this week because he's going to score 90 again. Like, that's where you've sort of just got to do your own research, have a look at good matchups, and try and pick them before they happen because that's, that's what can make the yeah. difference. And temper your expectations when you're buying a guy off a big score. Don't expect another big score. The yeah. likelihood of that happening is very low. Yeah. Um, finally, our pod watch. So you've got three guys, low ownership that you think are worth having a look at. Okay, so on what I was talking about, about buying people before the big score, um, the first guy I got here is Alex Johnston, and I think he sort of encapsulates that point almost perfectly because he's not started great. Here you go, 30, 68. 68, yep. pretty good score for yep. those who started no, with him. No one's looking at that saying no. AJ scored seven. So he's at 7.6%. AJ traditionally is one of my favourite players to own in Supercoach because it's death taxes and AJ scoring tries. They're the three three givens in life. And this draw does open up eventually. 
and he's so on my radar as when Val Holmes's draw sort of dries up a bit. Mm-hmm. Flipping over to AJ, hopefully before he scores big, and then I can get a one twenty in because he can. AJ can go. The sky's the limit. Well, AJ's definitely a guy that you're always looking at, trying to see when that South draw is yep. good. But with the way Souths are playing, I can see them winning just about whoever they play, and that leaves every possibility he can score a couple. Yeah. I think, though, you also want to see sort of a bit more fluidity on that left edge with mm. Cody Walker. Oh, first Cody, as well. Cody's been terrible, really. There's no, no sugarcoating it. Cody's not looked good. And if AJ continues to drop in price because of that bit of, you know, stagnancy well, on the left. Well, that's the thing. You often get co- um, AJ, AJ sorry. Yeah, quite cheap. Yeah. Because, Happened last year. Yeah, yeah. There, he does go through tough runs where he won't score tries, but he's just as guaranteed but to go through good ones. His price skyrockets. Oh, very quickly. Because he'll, he'll go on these runs. Because we expect 30 tries out of him every year. And you get it every year. And you think he hasn't he's scored one in the first two. If this continues to stay low, that, draw, that, that sort of run where he's going to score all those tries are going to happen very soon. And you want to be alive to it. So, yeah, don't don't sleep on Alex Johnston at 7.6%. Mm-hmm. I know a few people who already own him, and I'm like, that must be a fun watch for you. It's a good idea. Yeah. And then staying on the South sort of um, theme here is a guy who we touched on earlier at the hooker position. Mm-hmm. Is Damien Cook at 5%. Absolute super coach legend from the past. Um, highest scoring total hooker last year. Yep. Yeah. Um, a guy I owned. For what twenty two rounds of last year, I bought him um, the week he got one twenty against well, the dogs. I find Cook is a guy. He he gives you a forty and a fifty. Yeah, but when he scores attacking stats, they don't come in sort of one in the game. They come in bunches. No. He has games where he has a couple. Have you ever owned Cook? Off the top of my head, no. Yeah, I've 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 been Harry Grant. The last I know, I know. Yeah, whereas I've sort of gone the other way. Is I remember last year, it was the year, um, the last year of the week, uh, Cleary came back and I wanted to get on him. And it was like, I could have gone Sam, I could have held Sam Walker and gotten Grant, but instead I went Cook. No one owned him really. Mm. I went Cook and I, it allowed me to get Cleary. And I was like, okay, yep, I'm just going to do this. And Cook actually worked out really well for me. I don't know, I don't understand how it ended up happening, but Cook, Cook really worked out well. And Five percent—that's that's really low. Well, the thing is, he—it's so hard, as I touched on before, to sort of get to at this position. He's, he's very expensive. Cook. It's, it's always tough to get Grant and Cook in. So, and as I—I I don't think I'm going to have Cook this year for the reason that I've got Grant. I'm locking Grant in. But at five percent, no one it's juicy. would have both. Really, not many would have both. And with um, we'll touch on trades and sort of our trade plans. But I think I will be going. Possibly to Cook next week. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a Cook slash Garrick and a boost sort of deme- um, question. So yeah, um, five percent. Don't don't sleep on him either. Yep. He can, especially there's a dogs matchup coming up where he scored a hat trick against last year. Yeah. Um, Cooks Cook's got a big ceiling. There's no Havili yet. Havili has taken minutes at nine from him. There's and uh, do we think Cook plays Origin? There's another question I wanted to ask. Well, yeah, this, this, uh, this, I think we spoke about him a few days ago. Yeah. Um, this was my question. If Appy had been at Penrith still killing it, yeah. I think there's a chance that he doesn't. He wouldn't, yeah. And they'd but, go with a, a Pappy on the bench, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or, or Hines. Yeah, or whoever's fit. Whiten. Yeah. Like, 
But I think for the fact that Appy's been struggling at the Tigers, I think DC gets another run. Yeah, he probably will. He probably will. There's, there's, a, there's much more likelihood that he does play Origin than he doesn't. But if he wasn't too, huge. Oh, imagine. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm genuinely considering getting him in next week because um, I, I made the point earlier that he'll probably drop more than what Tashis does. So, look, there's no need for me to make it now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, definitely one I'm looking at. Very lowly owned. That's really, really attractive to me. That 5%. When he's already he's scored okay, like 60s, 60s and 70s. Start you don't often it. find a guy that's pretty much locked in to finish top three at that position that low owned. Like, ever. Yeah. Like, even with, like, your Joey Manus and IPAPs coming off, like... He's almost guaranteed to finish top two. Coming off massive years. Like, yeah. they'll still find 15% ownership somehow. Yeah. But it's crazy to cook that's going to finish top, so top three every year at 5%. Mm. Now, your final one? Jerome Hughes is a guy who was in my side oh, when TLT came out. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm probably going to do this. Next two weeks is uh, Titans and Tigers. He's got tons against both those sides in the past. Mm. Um, Hughes is a guy we've both owned a fair bit in the past. Yeah, I've had him once or twice. Yeah. He's I, not a bad guy, though. I don't think I had him at all last year, but I had him I had him pretty much all year the year before. And, yeah, no, he, he seems to step up when um, the Papanyazans and Munsters aren't there, too. Definitely, yeah. It all runs through him. Um, and we saw that last week, even in a tough game. Week. He scored 90. Um, Everything went through him. Yeah, Hughes is very, very much on my radar. And I'll be... Uh, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get him in, but I considered it this week for Ponga to Hughes. Yep. But instead, I'm considering Thompson to Kiraz. So yeah, if you don't, if you ha- if you um, want to sell Cleary, I think Hughes is the preferred guy there. Hughes is the best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Finally, our own trades and skippers this week. Yeah. Do you want to start off with your moves? Okay, so my trades are. I think these are three very popular moves this yeah. week. Yeah. And it's uh, Kiraz in for Thompson, and. Hammer in for Talau, which, you know, they seem like no-brainers. And the way I'm financing that is Egan Butcher down to Jacob Preston. I think those three guys are all really good options to the buy. The three trade-ins are the, the yeah. most sold, I think, yeah. this week. The most consensus-approved. Yeah. And then the three guys I would not want to be going out, going without. I mean, maybe it's the Dogs fan of me that wants to buy Kiraz, but I, I don't see how it really goes too wrong. It's funny you say that, because it's the Dogs fan in me that makes me not want to buy Kiraz. <laughs> the reason when everyone's... Like, everyone was crazy about him yeah. Monday and then throughout Tuesday, and I sort of only brought him in. I was in that same team camp. List. Yeah. It's because I look at it, and it's funny, like, on the Supercoach app, I see the little dog's logo <laughs> there, and I'm like, it's a dog's winger. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, no, we're better now. We're better now. His base is so elite, though. <laughs> so, for myself, my moves this week, I'm moving Teddy down to Hammer. And this is another one you look at it. Two weeks ago, and you just think, what a disgusting move. Like, <laughs> I would have hated if I had have thought I'm going to be moving Teddy to Hammer in two weeks. But I'm doing it because I plan to get Teddy out of this stage. If Hammer hadn't been playing so well, I probably would have gone Reese Walsh. Yeah. Just quietly. Mm-hmm. My other move, I am bringing in Jacob Kiraz for Isaac Thompson. And so this leaves me with 300k in the bank. And what I'm getting to is next week, I'm planning to boost. So in the scenario the Cheese doesn't play well, we sort of get another 40 from him. I'm probably going to go him down to St. Luke. 
that leaves me with about 500k in the bank and I'm also likely going Ponga or Egan Butcher if Butcher sort of disappoints again down to a Schuster leaves me with even more in the bank and I think Campiera up to Ruben Garrick yep. is where I'm going or maybe up to Luttrell that's the two options I'm looking at there. Oh, and, and also Hines is factored in there. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, so that's the other thing. If you thing, do butcher to Schuster, yeah, Hines, Ponga to Hines. If he returns next week, it's going to be an option that I go Ponga to Hines. I have the funds for that nearly right now. I think all I need to do for that is either cheese down to St. Luke or butcher down to Schuster. Yeah. So in that scenario, I'm only making two trades. But yeah, that's, that's my nice. options for next week. That's nice. And you've got Cleary and Hines there locked in. I like that. Um, me next week, we'll be thinking, oh, probably Pong and Schuster. And um, maybe Cheese to Cook. If not, Cook down to Luke, AKP to Garrick. But no, I don't want to use another boost. That would be almost max trading for me. Yeah, but in saying this, and it, it's good that we're planning ahead. But yeah. I still have guys like Murad and Eakway in my side who I'm not even factoring of here, so... Anything could happen, about, but I think uh, it's sort of just a plan we're looking at. Yeah, what about skippers this week? Skippers this week, I'm not set at all. But oh, yeah. right now, and I think I probably will do it, I'm looking at Turbo straight C on the Thursday. Oof. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, I'm surprised, though, because I've, I have I hadn't heard anything about it, but there was someone in the Supercoach Hub that put up a little poll of yeah, I like saw about that. five options to skipper, and there was about all oh, ten people went Turbo, no one else went another option. I was like... Because the percentages don't reflect yeah. that Turbo's the most popular no, option. Was, yeah. So I thought I was going to be under the radar go Turbo myself, but it seems like that might be quite popular. I saw, massive. I saw, look how split it is. So it's Grant 15%, Hopgood 12%, Teddy 10%, but I think that'll move. Teddy and then Cleary's at Cleary's 8. Cleary's at 8. They might be between some ghosts. There's some teams. zombie sides and just people who haven't changed their captain yet. Mm-hmm. And then it's Tom at 6, Val at 4, and my man... Latrell Mitchell at 3.7, who will be my skipper this week. How many for Kiraz? Because 2.2. I, <laughs> I look, Kiraz is... my head, it's a great matchup. He could score big. Anyway. Kiraz is more than Garrick, DCE, Walsh, Fafita. These people are kind of Fafita. Um, more than Murray. Murray's not a bad shot. Yeah, it's, it's wide <laughs> open this week. Yeah. I, think, I think that's the... Do we? Do we? there. <sighs> no, I couldn't do it again. Imagine I capped against the dogs all for three first so, games. Yeah, this... You, you've captained against the dogs every week so far, and I refuse to captain against the dogs. We're in different boats there. Yeah. No, um, Latrell for me, and Hopgood is my vice captain, I think. Yeah, I, I can't argue but with that. I if I had Latrell, on... I'd be captaining Latrell. Yeah, I don't plan on leaving that. Because <laughs> so, I you, think. You'd probably need 110. My loop would be um, uh, Cleary anyway, I think. So, and Katawa plays at 6 pm. Well, I mean, I guess I could drop, yeah, I'd drop Katawa. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, no. back in trail mid though for you. Oh yeah, all over trail mid. So look, we're needing a bounce back week between the two of us in round three. So hopefully it's a good one. I think that'll do us for the episode. Yeah, it's been a good chat. So good luck everyone in round three. Hope we all score well and good luck. Yeah, rest in peace, Jackson Ford. See you boys.